Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome to LHS episode number 216. We are the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet today and uh, i'm ross k5tux over there is cheryl w5moo hello everyone and fresh back from a three-day drunk is bill any 4rd <laughs> good evening everyone <laughs> <laughs> yep we got the gravelly voice and everything to show for it <laughs> yeah 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 it's down in uh, pot country i mean uh, uh i mean denver <laughs> Uh, they That's are, why they are the gravelly voice. So. Yeah, yeah, in the most hippest, hippest location in Denver, Low High. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it was so hip. It was too hip for this old cat. <laughs> so do you see any uh, Girl Scout cookie sales in front of dispensaries anywhere? <laughs> no, but the dispensaries there are huge. Oh, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, there's some yeah. of them that are like as big as a Walmart. Nice. <laughs> And they probably have the variety of a Walmart as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the one that was close by to the uh, where we were, they had like the front door was for prescriptions, and then they had like the side door was for recreational recreational use. Yeah, ah, <laughs> interesting. Apparently, you can't come in the same door if you have a different different need. Interesting. <laughs> Whatever. Not sure why, but okay. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> All right. So this show, as you can tell, is our weekender. It's number six in the weekender series, and it's going to be pretty pre or free form rather, because there's not a whole lot of content. So we'll probably just be shooting the bull with uh, anyone in the chat room and picking topics at random and stuff like that. But we do have some things to relay about. Uh, contests and special events and so on coming up uh, this weekend and next. Uh, so the first one we have is uh, a contest coming up this weekend, uh, CQ Worldwide WPX contest on uh, SS. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I read CQ to CW. My brain just kind of like switched off. So it's like CW on SSB. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is coming up on uh, Saturday from 0000 Zulu to sunday at 2359 zulu so you've got the entire weekend zulu time to uh participate in this uh it's bill says it's one of his favorite contests yeah it's the prefix contest so you know pretty much you can work everyone anywhere and of course you get more multipliers uh their dx and stuff like that but you really want to get every single prefix including all the u.s prefixes just for fun yeah, very good. So if you like contesting, which, you know, I haven't really determined if I like contesting or not because I don't really do it at all. But Well, I can fun. I can see my coax now, so I'm, I'm thinking about fixing Ooh. some antennas. So <laughs> I might actually get on the air. You, what kind of a ham radio operator are you? You should have been out there digging through the snow and you know, soldering coax outside in 20 degree below weather and stuff like that. 
last weekend I was trying to disconnect the coax and the uh, connector was buried under ice <laughs> and uh, I started beating at it with a hammer and stuff like that and I'm like I'm gonna like split my coax with the with the edge of this uh, <laughs> the end of the hammer the claw side and I, I gave up real quick so uh, <laughs> yeah it wasn't worth it it was, just, it was still too buried but now I can I can see everything out there so so uh, it's looking it's looking up for fixing antennas this weekend. All right, very good. It's going to be interesting to get you back on the air because I think uh, we have talked once on the air, uh, like on 20 meters or something, or maybe 40. Yeah. Or maybe PSK 31 or something. I don't something. know. Yeah. <laughs> Multi-modes. Is yeah. this where we point out it's going to be 70 degrees here this weekend? Apparently nice. it's pretty warm where Bill is right now, too. Yeah, it did get yeah. up to 50 today, so it did get warmer. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Not quite as warm as it was down in Denver. I think they're they're hitting like 60 and 70, so they're getting pretty warm, too. But, um, yeah, 50 is nice around here. We had a little overcast skies, so uh didn't quite warm up as much as they uh, had hoped. I think it maybe topped out about 47, 48. But uh, it's looking good. We're looking for snow to come in again on Sunday night, possibly, which means uh, I'll probably be uh, skiing Monday morning, but we'll see. <laughs> it's always warmer in Denver because most of it's on fire, if you take my meaning. Yeah. Uh, so- <laughs> Burning, man. It's burning. (laughs) All right. So Cheryl can tell us about a contest that's coming up next weekend. Okay. The uh, contest coming up is the Russian WW Multimode Contest. That's that's worldwide. Yeah. Bill Bill loves his abbreviations, apparently. Oh, that's how it's abbreviated in the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> and it goes from March 31st, uh, 1200 Zulu, to March 31st. Um, Oh, I think I probably oh, yeah. um, it goes yeah. for negative one minute. Never get the yeah. <laughs> minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm almost certain I copied that. <laughs> it's it's a twelve hour it's a twenty four hour contest. Gotcha. So you're the first most likely. Gotcha. We'll fix that real quick in the notes. April first. There we go. Yeah, that looks a little bit better. better. Yeah, yeah. So March thirty first, twelve hundred Zulu to April first, eleven fifty nine Zulu. Uh, the organizer of the contest is the Russian Digital Radio Club. And this contest runs on the typical contest HF bands using BPSK-63, CW, RIDI, and SSB modes. Wow, well done saying RIDI. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Links to these contests will, of course, be in the show notes. So uh, I've done one. Bill's done one. So Bill can uh, tell us about the special event station we got coming up. So what, my name is now Bill? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Cheryl's done one. I've done one. (laughs) So... Bill can do the next one. (laughs) Yeah, we got uh, several uh, special event stations. I didn't find any of interest this weekend, but uh, next weekend we have have at least uh, three going on. Um, With Easter rapidly approaching, we have two clubs coordinating the activation of call signs in the UK and Argentina. Uh, We have uh, G0D and L0RD will be on the air starting on Easter Vigil at 1800 Zulu and operating through Easter Day, finishing up at 1200 Zulu. Expect these two call signs to be omnipresent on all the HF bands in all modes, excluding work bands. Their commemorative QSL cards will have the stations of the cross on them, as well as local images of the operations. So check that out. That all right, actually sounds cool. kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. So. I thought so, too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You might have to work those. There yeah. You go. Yep. If you have your general by then, you could do it, too. <laughs> you realize the first yes. is Easter, right? I know. I know. <laughs> all right. What else we got? Got uh, K2R. That's in uh, Pocono Lake, Pennsylvania. They're uh, the Royal Air Force Amateur Radio Society, and they'll be on the air for the 100th anniversary of the foundation of the UK 
Royal Air Force on April 1st through April 8th. So that'll be running a week. Uh, and you'll find them on 20 meters on 14.195 and on 40 meters on 7.145. Of course, plus or minus the uh, QRM. And then we have one last one here, uh, Echo India 100 MCV, so EI100MCV in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, the National Maritime Museum of Ireland Radio Club will be starting their year-long event commemorating the sinking of the Royal Mail Ship, the RMS Leinster. They'll also be on all bands, all modes, operating on or off, oh, sorry, on or close to the frequencies ending in 1-8. Uh, this event begins on April 1st and runs through the rest of the year. So uh, look for them uh, in all these uh, special, uh, special uh, you know, weekends and stuff like that. They'll be uh, trying to participate with that call sign in and out of contests and other events throughout the rest of the year. All right. Very good. So some stuff to look forward to for next weekend. And uh, I don't know. We can post stuff on the website or whatever in the chat room if we come across any uh, for this weekend since we uh, did not find any. So apparently this weekend is just just sucks for radio. Don't 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 bother turning your radio. Yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. Just keep the radio off. Uh, well, do the do, let's see. Everybody's doing uh, world, you know, CQ uh, worldwide WPX. So uh, with that going on, nobody wants to do a special event station because they'll just get blown off the air. <laughs> yep. There you go. All right, so we also have a quick announcement, and that is that I finally got the campaign online for Linux in the Ham Shack at Hamvention. Uh, we're kind of running up on the you know short time deadline here because Hamvention starts in a month and a half. Well, a little more than a month and a half, but um, I actually use GoFundMe instead of Indiegogo for reasons that I choose not to discuss here. But anyway, um, it's it's under GoFundMe. You can go over to GoFundMe and just search for Linux or Hamshack or whatever, and you'll find it there. Links to it are kind of everywhere. I'm going to be publishing it on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, there's a link on the webpage and all that good stuff. So please retweet you, and share. Yeah, please yes, retweet please. and share. And more importantly, if you've got a dollar or two burning a hole in your pocket, please donate. We are looking to get um, $1,000 total, and I'm figuring that's going to be half of our cost. So we're going to put up half. And if we can get our listeners to put up the other half, then we'll, that would be great. we'll be all golden. Yep. Yep. Uh, I saw we already had one $50 donation in there already. So thank you yes, very much. Thank thanks. You. Thanks so much for that. And, uh, hope everyone else can help us out. You know, even if it's not monetarily, just share, tell your friends, bring it up at your local club or whatever it takes. All right. And then, um, well, I just, will just reiterate the, uh, ham radio challenge from the last time since we're, only a week out from it and these normally happen every two weeks but uh i said uh, get on the air on sstv make yourself one sstv qso so has anybody done that i have not done that i haven't fixed my antennas yet so no. oh yeah of course <laughs> I I've, I've received a lot of sstv pictures but oh, I, have really? I think yeah. i turned mine on fta to try out that weren't what the 1.9 last week and i haven't uh i haven't went back to that uh computer lately <laughs> all right so once you get your antenna back up in the air, make an SSTV contact. Make, I will I make will it with me. Hey, that would be kind of cool. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> or Cheryl. Well, I, well, okay, yeah, make well, it with me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. So moving on, we've got some stuff to talk about in open source, and this one just all of a sudden magically appeared in there, and I'm assuming Bill put it there. So Bill, tell us about this particular distribution to give a shot. Yeah, I was uh, I was going through DistroWatch and uh, looking for anything interesting out there, and I saw. Uh, Tales 3.6 had been released uh, just a few, just a couple weeks ago. And then I went to the site uh, with the link, and of course it went nowhere. And I was like, oh, they must have did a point release. And sure enough, they put out 3.6.1. And Tales is a live system 
that aims to preserve your privacy and anonymity. It helps you use the internet anonymously and circumvent censorship almost anywhere you go and on any computer, but leaving no trace unless you asked it to explicitly. Tails relies on the Tor anonymity network to protect your privacy online. All the software is configured to connect to the internet through Tor. If an application tries to connect to the internet directly, it, its connection is automatically blocked for security. So if you're ultra paranoid, this is the distribution for you to try. And uh, this is a great one to just to put on a thumb drive and uh, you know just use it as sort of like a, a burner OS. <laughs> so you can uh, do whatever you want on that, that computer that you borrow, <laughs> and there'll be no trace that uh, has at least saved any log files on your end. Did you happen to look and see if it was based on anything, or is it its own thing? Uh, you know, I did not look. I, I knew at one point. Uh, I'll look while you, you talk some more. All right. Well, I heard <laughs> I heard about Tails a long time ago, and I can't remember what it was based on either. So, oh, well. We'll move on to something we already talked about last week. But once again, it's probably worth mentioning that uh, on March 24th and 25th, which is this weekend now, Libre Planet is happening in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts at the Stata Center. Uh, Libre Planet is an annual conference hosted by the Free Software Foundation for free software enthusiasts and anyone who cares about the intersection of technology and social justice. For the past 10 years, Libre Planet has brought together software developers, law and policy experts, activists, students, and computer users to learn skills, celebrate free software accomplishments, and face challenges to software freedom. Newcomers are always welcome, and Libre Planet 2018 will feature programming for all ages and experience levels. And since it's an FSF event, Richard Stallman will be there, so you can probably get to meet him and watch him pick lights off his feet or something. All right, and uh, the link to that will be in the show notes. I don't know if I'll leave that part in, but it's kind of a well-known fact. So, <laughs> um, so Bill, did you find out what it's based on? Yes, it's based on Debian. It is Debian. All right, very cool. So I like the fact that it uses Tor for everything, and I wonder why it will block traffic that tries to have direct access rather than just redirecting it through Tor. Probably because it doesn't want it, want it making any... Uh unauthorized at least from the user's perspective connections uh, outside of that tour network yeah fair enough all right so uh again we have one open source challenge that we brought up last week and we'll continue for the next week and that is if you have a command line tool that you love try and find a new way to use it or if you don't have one of those go out and find an open source tool and use it or at least look up the man page and see how cool open source is or something like that all right so that is pretty much it for our amateur radio and open source topics. I've uh, opened up the chat room to, and asked if anyone has anything else they want to discuss or announce or talk about. So if anyone in there has something they want to discuss or talk about or whatever, feel free to do that. Uh, the folks who are in there right now are Dave, KB0OWD, and Ralph, AB10P. Uh, is that all? Oh, and Gene, BX8AAD. I'm not going to forget Gene again this time. Yeah, don't, because Gene and I were discussing stuff before I while I was cooking dinner. So. All right, very good. I don't know uh, who else is listening on the live stream because I'm not looking at the stream, but uh, <laughs> great to see all these people in the chat room and uh, talking about stuff. Uh, Dave says there is a YouTube video on the Tails distribution somewhere. I'm sure there's probably more than one, but if you want to check out Tails and what it can do for you, go to YouTube. YouTube is how I pretty much learn everything nowadays. I'm, I'm surprised there aren't just, like, classrooms with YouTube screens. And you just type in, like, there might be. the Declaration of Independence, and then you learn that way. But, oh, well, there probably are somewhere, probably in Japan. Yeah. So. Yeah, never know. Yeah. All right. So, moving on, we're going to talk about This Week in Hedonism, which Woo-hoo. is what I'm calling our uh, 
third segment <laughs> for the weekender. And the first thing we talk about when we talk about hedonism is food, because everyone has to do it. Do they? E- well, unless you don't want to live very long, I suppose. Well, all right, good point. So, so what is your recipe corner for this week? Uh, my recipe this week is for creamy grape salad. This was something, while I was cooking dinner, I was trying to come up with something. And it dawned on me when I saw this recipe show up in my email that my mother used to make this for Easter. So, and I love the thing, and I don't know that I'll get Russ to try it, but I love it. So, yeah. Uh, fruit salad's not really my thing, but let's let's hear no, about it. No salads are your thing. So, well, no, yeah. no, I like salad salad. Salad with veggies. Green, yeah, yeah, green salad, yeah. Right. Fruit salads are good. They're good for you. Yeah, I'm sure they are. You need fruit. Fruit in your life is good. Uh, whatever. whatever. You're fruit enough for me. Ah, uh, thanks, or something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in the creamy grape salad, you have cream cheese, sour cream, sugar, vanilla, red and green seedless grapes, and brown sugar and pecans, um, and you just you know mix everything together. Uh, if you want to change it up a little bit, you can use uh, Greek yogurt instead of the sour cream, and you can mix in some... You know, Heath bars or, you know, some sort of crunchy candy bar to uh, add to that. So, and it's a very light salad. So With Heath creative. bars in it? Fruit and Heath bars? That doesn't sound like a light salad. It sounds like a lot of calories. Oh, no, I didn't say it didn't. It wasn't loaded down with calories. Well, how, how is that light then? Doesn't light generally mean like low in calories and quasi-healthy? No. No, no that's not what that no. means. Oh. No. Apparently, I've been reading the wrong labels. You have. <laughs> All right. So, I guess we'll move on to my thing, which is my whiskey corner, or my drink corner, I guess it's become. I'm not sure who changed it to that. It wasn't me. We're going <laughs> to copy and paste it from last time. <laughs> well, it's whatever. I guess I, I mostly talk about whiskey and mostly about scotch, actually. And it, as it happens, I'm going to be talking about scotch again this week. Go figure. Yeah, because when we were in New Hampshire a couple of weeks back, I bought two scotches. I talked about the last one last week. That was Glen Moray 12. And this week, I'm going to be talking about the other one, which is Glen Farkless 12. you got to say that carefully. Um, Glen Farkless 12 is a Speyside malt. It's bottled at 43%, which is 86 proof. For people who haven't figured out the whole proof versus ABV thing yet, it's you multiply it by two. Um, don't look at me that way. <laughs> I, I just shaking my head. <laughs> uh, the color on it is a, is actually a, like a real caramel color. And my guess is that's probably because it is color added. So that is because generally scotches aren't this color, um, naturally, but it really looks like caramel. Uh, the nose on it, this is actually aged in um, sherry casks. I don't remember if it was aged in other casks as well. I assume it's aged in, like, um, used American oak and then in sherry, because that's usually how it goes with scotch. I think it actually has to be aged in American oak in order for it to be scotch. Um, I could be wrong on that. And you'd think after all these years that I would know for sure, but I don't. Um, Cheryl's probably busy looking that up. I, well, I'm actually looking to see if there's added color to it, so... Oh. What did you want me to look at? Oh, see, if I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, and I and I hate to... I'm probably just going to cut this whole thing out of the release version, but I'm pretty sure that uh, to be scotch... It has to it be... It has to be aged in uh, used American oak. Um, and then it can be aged in other things, too. But, right. Um, so anyway, yeah, moving on. Uh, the nose on it, and I've got, it, I've got a glass of it here, Glencairn, up to my nose. 
And let me get back to my tasting notes because I did this all before. Okay, here we go. So um, first and foremost, you get the fruity sherry notes from the aging in the sherry casks, um, along with a little bit of vanilla and a nice, um, like a clover honey. Uh, There's also that hint of pine tar, and we've had the discussion about pine tar, so I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Um, There's also a light smoke. Uh, There is a little bit of the peatiness to it. And you also get, on the very back end of the nose, some of the oak from the oak barrels. I'm assuming they're oak barrels because it tastes like oak. So there you go. Or it smells like oak. Uh, you know, smell, taste, they're all the same thing. Anyway, uh, so on the taste, one thing I noticed about this is it's very um, bitey. It, it does have a strong alcohol forwardness to it, um, which is kind of unusual for something that's bottled at 86%. Uh, usually you have to go much higher than that before you... Uh, you really get the alcohol on the taste. Um, but this has got it quite a bit, which is not what I would consider a good thing. Um, but the, the flavor is good enough that you kind of get over it. Um, it's got a nice sort of nut bread taste to it, like walnuts and breadiness. Um, you could combine those together. It's not really sweet. You just sort of get the, the dry bread and the walnut. Uh, there's the sherry again on the taste, the the malt, the maltiness, um, a little bit of earth and grass um, and this is not like you're licking the mud or anything like that. You just, you kind of get that essence when you taste it. Um, there's also a taste of caramel, uh, as much as it looks like caramel. Uh, there's also a hint of apple, and then you have that sort of residual smoke on the back end of the ta- of the, the finish, I guess you would call it. Uh, the cost on this is really inexpensive. It goes for like 30 to $35 a bottle for a fifth, um, wherever you happen to be able to find it. And I'm going to give it a rating slightly better than the Glen Moray last year because I actually like this one a little bit more, which is kind of weird because I don't usually like space sides, but this one's not bad. And even though it's got a little bit of an alcohol, you know, character to it, uh, it's still pretty good. So I'm going to give this one an 85 on the 100 point scale. A good solid B. You and said last year. Last week? Last week. No, you said last year. I'm going to give it a better one than I did last oh, year. Last week. Yeah. There, so I'll just cut that in. La- so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll all sound like i'm not drunk when you hear it so good (laughs) yeah it'll sound much better it'll sound much better that's right uh so that's it glenn farkless 12 and uh information on that will be in the show notes and you can just look it up if you want to try and find it in your place so what i found out or what i'm reading from wikipedia Uh um scotch it doesn't say anything about american barrels it says wholly matured in an excise warehouse in Scotland in oak casks of a capacity not exceeding 700 liters for at least three years. Okay, well... And it says nothing about U.S. barrels or anything like no, that. No, okay, well, so, so it has to be made at a distillery in Scotland. Yes. Yes. I, I think it doesn't say anything about the fact that there are ex-American oak casks, but I think the only place that Scotland gets oak from yeah, is I can't America. Ima- I, yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine that oak trees grow, you know, in Scotland. Yeah. So. So it doesn't specify, but that's where they, that's where the casks come from. So. Okay. Well, that's The more it. you know. Yeah, the more you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was, I was going to put in, um, some Grateful Dead for the music, but I think I'll just pass on that since everyone hates it except me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, You whatever. can listen to it after the uh, show. Yeah, yeah that's go. true. Yeah. I can do that. I can listen to it all I want. So That's right. Mm. All right. So I think we're down to the end. We don't have any music. We've talked about everything we have in the Etherpad, so we'll just turn it over to the chat room real quick. 
we know there's at least three people who are still breathing in there. And uh, if anyone has anything they want to bring up, any announcements, anything they want to chat about or, or anything like that, we'll do that before we wrap the show up. And if not, we'll just go on our merry ways and uh, hope everybody enjoys the next couple of weekends. So Try. I just found something. Oh, okay. It says most of the casks, though not all, are used bourbon barrels made of American oak. Some of the distilleries will also age in old sherry, wine, and rum casks. Okay. Interesting. So, yep. Yeah. Very good. So so this Glen Farkless that I just had may or may not have been aged in oak and sherry, but it has been aged in sherry for At sure. Least, right. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find something on an information page about it, and it's, yeah, and I'm not finding not anything. anything. That's all right. Yeah. All right. Well, Gene says he has nothing. I haven't heard anything from Dave or Ralph. So uh, rather than just uh, take up any more of anyone's time, we hope you all have a wonderful weekend coming up. And the next one, too, check out a, a new Linux distribution, try a challenge, participate in a contest, or try and contact a special event station. And uh, with that, we will be back on Monday with our short form show, episode number 217. And uh, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about something. Did so. Bill not have any beer or wine or anything? Oh, yeah. To talk is about? there something you want to talk about? Anything no, you want to review? I'm, I'm drinking leftover Modelo Especial, so nothing special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the swig beer left at the end of the day or whatever, you know. Oh, Dave in the chat room says that the Oars Ham Fest was mentioned on Ham Nation. How about that? Ooh. Cool. Uh, all right. Very cool. Yeah, and we does will mean, be there this mean weekend. Bob's going? Uh, I doubt that. But <laughs> yeah, we will be there. So, and I have a, a forum to give, but we've already talked about that a little bit. Yep. So. so awesome. And Cheryl will hopefully be there studying. Yeah. When Russ is at the booth. So. Cool. So thanks everybody listening. And, um, we will see you again very, very soon. I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5M00. Oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm reading, yeah. and yeah, so. yeah, you, you you go with that. <laughs> and I'm Bill Any Four RD seventy three. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out.
Linux in the Ham Shack and the Linux in the Ham Shack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.